0: This Sports Career Podcast, Episode 181, How to Start and Create Your Own Opportunities When Pursuing a Career in Sports Law. here your podcast host thank you so much for tuning into the sports career podcast now as always my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who can inspire and really encourage you to be the best you can be in your day-to-day life especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in sports law I really do hope that today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Mm-hmm. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Tiana Zipkovic. Tiana is an international sports lawyer where she works with clients within the sports industry, where she applies legal practice to deliver outcomes with regards to the sports legal sector. For that reason, it's brilliant to have Tiana as a special guest on the show, and that's when today's episode, Tiana will share her sports career journey and explain to you how you can create your own opportunities in the sports legal sector. Tiana, it's such a privilege to have you on the podcast show. Please can you share to listeners your sports career journey. When did it all start? Uh,
1: first of all, hello, Ed, to you and to your listeners. Uh, I have been one of them for a long time. Therefore, I know how much is popular, your podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, regarding the start of my journey in the sports world, I would have to say that at first I wasn't aware that something like that exists. Uh, I train, I think, every sport possible, and because of that, I had the luck to beat many people who become very close friends of mine, and I used to be a professional track and field athlete, and unfortunately, in our country, it was a luxury to train sport in parallel with your studies, because uh, high school or and faculty are not, let's say, in line with education, uh, With sports, sorry. Uh, if you are not on a very top level, it is impossible to be successful in school and to pursue your career as a professional athlete. Thus, I I, deci- I decided to invest in my brain rather in my legs. So uh, I finished my bachelor studies and I did my two years internship, which was mandatory uh, in Serbia in order to be able to take a bar exam. And during the internship, uh, my friends who were at that time at the very top level started asking me for some legal advice regarding sponsorship agreements, problems with the clubs who didn't pay uh, them salaries, other commercial agreements, etc. That was the beginning. And that was the moment when I started asking myself, how can I expand my knowledge, how can I specialize in this field of law?" And after my bar exam, uh, I decided to apply for a part-time master program at INF University uh, in Spain. And I choose that part-time uh, program because I wanted to work during my studies. And everybody, uh, everyone thought uh, it's a ridiculous decision, that I was reckless. <laughs> But for me, it was the most natural thing to do. So my family and friends thought I was risking everything for something that wasn't certain. (laughs) And indeed, they they were right. I was risking secure job, salary, everything that I had here. But if you don't take a risk, you will never achieve your dreams. (laughs) And I googled day and night, I think, because nobody could tell me uh, that uh, what are the steps, basic steps, where to apply, how to be a sports lawyer, who should I write? I heard comments like it's impossible. It's very hard for someone who is co- coming from a small country to succeed in that world, uh, especially internationally. And, uh, which was half true. I mean, I had to be quite as good in order to have half of what they have. <laughs> so I'm happy that I proved them wrong, but it wasn't easy. Uh, After I think after university accepted me, I immediately started looking for job opportunities. I I sent dozens of emails and literally in every country that you can imagine. (laughs) Uh, I was lucky that the Libra Sports Law uh, Office gave me a chance to work with them and to enter that sports world. Um, they they are specialized in sports law, based in Lausanne, Maison du Sport, literally House of Federation. And um, I had the opportunity to work closely with partners to attend hearings because we were in Lausanne, and to learn a lot from uh, Georges Ibarrola uh, and Claude Ramoni. They are two amazing experts in the sports law world. Um, and I was not a, only able to improve my legal skills, but also to uh, meet many sports professional experts from all over the world, uh, shared experience and enjoy discussing different ideas. And of course, all of that inspired me to continue my path in that international environment. Um, after I had Liberlo in my resume, uh, it started getting easier. I had more motivation and I was more familiar with offices which are specialized in sports law. Who should I write? Who, how to approach? And finally, uh, Dr. Martins, who unfortunately passed away last year, uh, gave me opportunity to work with them in Munich where I was able to see different experts, different clients, different clubs, cases, and so on. And those two opportunities that I had in recognizable offices created a wide, more wide range of opportunities for me. So, but still, I had to learn more and to be present in that world. And my master program in that university has had amazing concept where lawyers, uh, sports law uh, professionals, uh, professors and other experts were our lecturer, and I saw my chance there. So uh, I was active during my lectures in the sense I asked lots of questions. Some of them were stupid, but they they were still uh, questions. Uh, After every lecture, I stayed and talked to them, and they recognized my passion. So that's the one thing that you cannot hide, either you have it or not. And that's that's how I got my first a case before CAS as an independent lawyer, Paolo Lombardi, uh, an amazing sports lawyer, uh, who was our lecturer at that time at university, gave me opportunity to work closely with him on one uh, CAS case where Serbian coach was involved, and from then the world of sports has opened the door.
0: <laughs> I find this so so. Interesting. And firstly, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Like Honestly, I've, I've asked many questions on this podcast show and actually questions provide clarity. And look, there's so much I'd love to go back in time and I have to if you don't mind. The one thing I'd like to ask is how important is it for students to take risks? Because On this podcast journey that I'm on I've had to take big risks and sometimes the risk is more mental than physical if that makes sense so could you just go back in time and explain what you mean by taking risks if that makes sense
1: well of course I mean first of all it's a money issue so that's the first barrier that you can that you're facing with I, I want just to point out it's always a way. First, my first um, my first thoughts were, okay, this is impossible. I cannot gather that amount of money, <laughs> in order to just apply. So I, fi- I I had to figure it out something. So for me was that was the first barrier. So after that, after uh, I find uh, the way, I found the way. I okay, it will be easier. Then I I can apply for. Uh, Job for job opportunities and so on. So I started, I held uh, English classes for Chinese children (laughs) over the Skype. So that was because of the time difference. I was able to work at night to help those classes and to continue my studies during the day or work. So there is always a way. I'm coming from a small country and if you want something, you can do it, but you need to, to, to want so much, so you will find a way, so I, I did those classes back then, and I earned enough money to start to apply for university, and then uh, I continue with, I held also dance uh, classes, because I, I used to be a dancer, and that's the first barrier, but Uh, when you are having, after internship, you're becoming a lawyer, you will have a secure job and everything. As I said, uh, my family, my own family, they didn't support because they think I was crazy. But, and it it wasn't easy and it will not be easy for future students, but you need to continue. In order to stay on that path, you need to do additional things aside and in order to just be there, to be present, and to be recognizable, because you need to build your name in that world with your hard work. But if you don't have resources, you cannot work hard. So, so you need to, to try to figure it out. Those two things, find something. There are always there are always uh, uh, something that you can earn aside, and just to to continue your passion. And to be in that world, if you want that enough.
0: And just reflecting now, how important is it relating to what you've just said to be present and by creating your own opportunities? Because you've said that a few times right at the beginning. So just for students to understand, instead of thinking, I've got to get the job, 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 think of it as opportunities. Could you just reflect on what you said on that that point as well? Because I think that's really important.
1: I agree completely. Um, We had, uh, firstly, I... I was, as I said, I asked lots of questions and then I was literally stalking my lectures and, and I was more directly than other students. And I would say, okay, what do you need? What do you need in order to, uh, I want you to, I want to work for you. What, what, what do you need for me? So that was the first step. Like they, 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 they remembered that I was annoying. <laughs> so uh, and then it's very important to be, to attend conferences. Conferences, they are also expensive. And I think that's a great opportunity to meet that it's a small world and you need to meet uh, people from that world. So uh, in order to, to go there, to attend, ask for a wild card. Um, you have discounts as a uh, student's. Um, I was a drafter of um, Walter's Kuwait encyclopedia for sports uh, cases summarized. So because I saw on LinkedIn post that they are asking for, they're looking for students in sports law just to drafting, to write. I mean, just to collect all cast awards and to make, uh, summarize uh for that encyclopedia which was amazing so I, I apply immediately and you need to be you need to to write people uh, to ask to write articles just to just to be present not only in person at the conferences but you need to be present everywhere and you think you need to think how you can improve yourself okay i will write about for instance my master thesis at that time was about transgender rights, and I chose and I chose that topic because it was very very popular um, in 2018. In 18, and that, the the only thing why I uh, took that uh, thesis because nobody has ever written that about that. And there were, and it was a hard path because there, there were no reg- regulation. There were no cases for th- that were similar. I mean, of course there were a few, but that's it. So people, when I, when I published that on LinkedIn uh, when I told them, okay, I finished my master um, program, this is my master's thesis. And people started writing me and very uh, recognizable lawyers okay can you send me your master thesis what do you think uh also i met one uh, guy from FIVB uh volleyball uh federation they were managing their try- they tried to manage uh those rules uh how to apply um and enforce so they were asking me for my opinion of what I have said in my master thesis. So when I said present, not only in person, but just to be just to in in whatever way, whether there are articles, uh, conferences or just drafting for encyclopedia, they, they have my pictures, they have a short description there and I can and I can uh, tell people, OK, I did that and in, in, in the meantime, you can uh, also learn a lot.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is all how you build a personal brand as well. And this is what's really important, guys, if you're listening in. Now, get into the present now and what you're currently doing, out of interest in the working world of sports law, what career skill sets do you need to be an international sports lawyer?
1: Yeah. Uh, first of all, I mean, in the first place, it goes without saying that you need to be a good lawyer. I mean, um, you need to be a good lawyer in whatever field you choose, of course. Uh, and you need to work a lot. So we, we all have the same 24 hours. The different, uh, the difference is how will you use those 24 hours? Um, therefore, uh, I will summarize my answer, you need to be a good and hard hardworking lawyer, and that's the easy part. So second thing I would say, um, that is a skill, but uh, it's an important thing uh, for an international lawyer and, uh, and that is a good network. Uh, it's important that you are known in the sector, as I said, uh, as I previously said, to be present in, the, in that world. Uh, it is a small circle, uh, but once when you get in, uh, sky's the limit. So network everywhere and all the time. For instance, in my experience, when I was at the very beginning of my career, um, colleague lawyers gave me opportunities and a chance to cooperate with them on several cases because I was there on the right spot in the right time. Of course, after that, I had to prove myself that I was good enough. But, um, and another thing is to be recognized as a specialist in a certain area of law. You need to do pro bono work, uh, to write articles, as I said, you need to be the one who will Uh, who who is seeking for opportunities to contribute to the publication. And I will not repeat myself, but I already said that, um, build honest and long-term relationship with your clients. Uh, Sports law is a specific uh, sector and clients um, itself. I mean, if you are working with athletes, you need to have personal connection. You need to be able to... Uh, understand and share their fears and concerns their their career uh, are in your hands so the last and important thing I would say is that you need to be persistent and I will use again the the word from the beginning you need to work hard so one thing that is common between sports lawyers and professional athletes is that the ones who are successful are often the ones that work the hardest, are are consistent and don't give up.
0: That is great. I hope the listeners are taking that on board. And as you know, because you're a loyal listener to this podcast show, the one thing I say to sports lawyers, because I find this area really interesting, how important in the sports legal world to be mindful about different cultures of different law and really being mindful of that because that's the one thing I've learned about all the lawyers I've interviewed on this show is every country's different with their legal system.
1: I agree. I mean, I met many lawyers from different countries, from different continents, and we we want the same thing. We want to have clients. We want to build uh, honest and, as I said, a uh, strong relationship with them, but they're... Lots of differences. For instance, Spain in Serbia is uh, they are very different countries. UK also, as you know, so uh, we are working uh, by by our own. Let's say uh, the guide. Our law is different, and the, those are the first steps and guidance. Uh, in this world, but when it comes to the very end, let's say if we have a dispute before CAS or international federation, the the law will be the same. I mean, you will have specification if you are if you have in contract um, certain law, but at the end uh, you need to be familiar with those uh, regulation uh, of international bodies. Uh, let's say. And in Serbia, I mean, not only Serbia. I'm talking because I'm from Serbia. But you have, uh, we we don't we don't have that sports legal system that is developed like in other countries. And I would say because uh, the way sport has been developed in all Eastern countries was a very centralized approach managed by government, which was which is now. Uh, very different from other countries. And uh, we will see when that change will happen.
0: Absolutely. And just relating back to your career now, what have you been up to recently?
1: First of all, I I need to, I need to say I was given an amazing opportunity uh, to work in one of the best law offices in the country, Shona, uh, that has their offices around Europe. And after uh, uh, finishing my studies and my work abroad, I was thinking about my country and how it is a great uh, market for sports law, especially because there are not, not many uh, experts in that field. So I wanted to come back and to make a chance uh, change. Uh, my will and my vision has been recognized by my, my boss, uh, Slavin Moravcic, and he gave me opportunity and freedom to to develop this sector and as i said uh, in one of the best offices in serbia uh, and when you have something that uh, or i mean someone that holds your back and believes uh, in you everything is much easier right so i made a, a short and a long term plan and now uh, we are working on it uh, we are advising uh, national federations in serbia athletes clubs and we are trying to establish a firm relationship with, with the clients to show them that you need someone on who you will rely on, uh, who will ensure uh, that you do not need to think about legal part. Uh, you just need to train and uh, be focused on that. So we are here to ensure that. And in short, um, aside the legal work, I have been doing I'm trying to be present <laughs> again I'm using that word <laughs> to I need to show people that uh, they have someone in their own country to turn uh, for the help because um, I had lots of examples where a foreign lawyers called me because they were approached by Serbian coach or Serbian player or Serbian official sport expert or whatever and they were approached by them, UK, in Switzerland, uh, in Spain, and after that after that first step, they, they were uh, calling me, okay, can you get involved? So there, <laughs> there, there is a connection, I have the second step, so I have people who recognize me and my work, but I need now first step to be recognizable in my own country, so they approached me. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. This is how it builds that personal brand. And look, I cannot express how much I've enjoyed this podcast chat. Really quickly, what have you enjoyed the most from your sports career journey looking back now? Um,
1: As Muhammad Ali said, I hated every minute of (laughs) of training, (laughs) but I said, don't quit. So now when I uh, look back, I can say that everything happened for a reason and now after four years, because I started, I applied for master in 2016. And after four years of my journey in this world, I finally have found my place in the sun. Uh, people that I've met, uh, mentors on my faculty, it's just priceless. My close friend now, um, Natalie Sands, Sir Clark, she works for FIBA. I learned, for instance, I learned a lot from Natalie. And I think... Uh, that kind of relationship that you establish uh, during your studies and during your internship when you are at the very beginning, uh, I would say it's priceless because all of my friends now they are working somewhere and like me and I, I can ask them for help. I can ask them for advice and it's very, very firm relationship that I have with them. Uh, I will give you one example, Lucian Nava, uh, Navatescu, uh, an amazing Romanian sports lawyer who works now in Munich as a agent uh, and who is my friend that I met in Switzerland. He recommended me uh, for this office in Serbia. So you see, even though I am a Serbian and I know I know I knew that office, he was the one who recommended me uh, out of casual conversation. and so, there is a connection and networking is the most one of the most important thing in this job
0: absolutely and also creating those meaningful conversations as well like networking is great it's a big word but it's actually the meaningful conversations that make things happen and look Tiana I cannot express how much I've enjoyed this chat and I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question what three tips would you give to university students who want to pursue career in sports law
1: uh, first of all, and the most important thing is, do not quit. So, it will be physically and mentally challenging, but if you can make the sacrifice, rewards will be there at the end. So it will be hard. You need you need to prepare yourself. You need. I, I was thinking many times to just quit, and it's always easier to quit. But just be persistent and stay on that path. And, you, and you need in this world, you need to not to work for money, because then money will work for you. Because if you're thinking just about money, you will not be successful, you, you need to invest in yourself. And if that means that you need to do additional work, work aside or something like that, that is not related to your career, do that, but stay on that right path. And I will repeat the second thing. I will repeat myself. Uh, Be present. Ask for everything. If you don't ask, you will not get it. Nobody is waiting for you. You need to show your passion and after that, how good you are. So just ask for it. Don't think, okay. And I will give my example uh, because uh, Serbia is not part of European Union. So my first obstacle were the papers and visa. So uh, if you don't know someone So they will not just bother with the the whole process. I mean, if they don't know how someone is. And when you're at the beginning at your career, it's hard to prove yourself because you don't have record or of how good you are. So just uh, ask for everything, connect on social uh, media, Uh, use that social media smart, Um, write, read a lot. Uh, And just if you, I had a a lot of examples because uh, I didn't know who, uh, who to approach. So I was writing uh, for recommendation, what to do, uh, how to be visible. And people are very good when, when you approach uh, as someone new, when you, when they see that you want to learn, they will help you. So just ask, (laughs) you need to ask. And third thing uh, as I mentioned um, money don't worry about it. eventually you will you will get that reward in, in financial way but do not do not be here for money and if the money is problem you will find a way uh, how to obtain it let's say you will uh, I, I will repeat myself once again. As for the conference, ask a wild card uh, for the faculty. Uh, they're always helping uh, if you... I was, as Sabrina said, I, I, I told you that I listened to your po- podcast and it was quite interesting that someone who, who lived in America find a way to apply for very expensive faculty. Uh, and they allow, they allow her... Uh, scholarship amount of scholarship that will be able to continue their study so there is always a way and do not work for money and money will work for you and uh, those are the main three tips that i would give to every future sports student
0: that is great i really do hope listeners take that on board and look this has been such an enjoyable podcast chat because I really do hope the listeners take on board that sometimes it's not a simple A to B sort of ride. It's sort of A, Z, E, F, you know, it's sometimes it's not as linear as people think, but Tiana, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you today. How can people interact with you online?
1: Um, They can find me on LinkedIn and that's the only social (laughs) network that I have. Tiana... Uh, Zivkovic, and ask me whatever you want and I will answer and I will hope after this I will have more connection, more, more people to talk to about uh, this specific field of law.
0: That is great to all the listeners listening in. That LinkedIn link will be on my website relating to this blog post. Tiana, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me, Ed.
0: What a brilliant podcast chat with Tiana. And I really do hope that with regards to this week's podcast topic, you now have a better understanding that persona, career in the sports industry is all about the opportunities you create. Like, did you hear with regards to Tiana's story that she had to take those risks That's part of the journey? And it's also having the being in the present, seeing what's in front of you as much as Much as our past can support us with past memories towards future success, but when starting out, and this is the same my podcast journey as I mentioned during the podcast chat, that sometimes you just got to take that first step and it's going to be tough, and most of the time you want to give up, as Tiana said, and she's so right, there's times. I thought I was going to give up this podcast show, but it's just I just focus on the next one, the next one, the next one. And in time, you end up building your own journey and building your own confidence at the same time. So, look, from a sports legal perspective, I hope you've got a better understanding of the skill sets you need to be a sports lawyer if this is something you want to do. But from a career perspective, I really do hope that you apply Tiana's career guidance tips and apply it to your sports career journey today be in the present and make it happen now as always at the end of each podcast episode I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker Tiana said do not quit it will be physically and mentally challenging but if you can make those sacrifices at the beginning the rewards will come at the end